Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips that they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. On today's podcast, we have someone super special to me. Her name is Haley Bradshaw. She's a former kindergarten teacher. Um, She was my son's teacher, and I'm super excited to have her on. She came on to talk to us all about what teaching has looked like um, for her the last eight years, but specifically the last two as COVID hit. We talk about um, her starting an Instagram teacher account, and we also talk about what life has brought to her this year and how she's moving into that. She was super encouraging. It was such a great story. I always love talking to teachers because so many of us uh, work with teachers uh, as far as our kids being in school. And so it's always so great to hear a teacher's perspective um, and just get insight on what it's like day to day as a teacher. So thank you for coming on, Haley. I know you guys are going to love it. Um her journey has just been a beautiful thing to watch from the sidelines. If you would like to see more of Haley, maybe you're a mom who has some preschoolers who need some um, ideas from a kindergarten teacher, or maybe you are a new bride because Haley talks about her wedding planning, or maybe you're someone who loves home decor and Haley gives inspiration behind home decor. Go check her Instagram out. You will love it. It also will show you as a parent of somebody in school how to best support teachers, how best to love on the teachers. So make sure to give her a follow. You can find her on Instagram at ABCs with Miss B. We also talk at the end of the episode of some of her favorite things for uh, small business and being a teacher. So you can find those on her Amazon storefront, which you can also find via her Instagram page. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we have someone super special on, which I feel like we say a lot, but this is like extra special to me and my family because we have Haley Bradshaw, who was my middle son's kindergarten teacher, uh, his kinder year a couple years ago. And so I have loved, I started off as a parent of Haley's, like in her classroom, but we have thankfully grown into friends. And um, I have loved watching, we're going to talk about what the last few years have looked like for her. And I have loved watching her grow. Um, I've gotten to see that in her personal life and professional life. And so we are so excited that you're here, Haley. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. First podcast. Woo-woo. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so we are going to talk a little bit about Haley's journey because it's at, it's just morphed into this beautiful like butterfly of an event. But let's talk about where you started, Haley. And as I said, you are, were a teacher. So tell us like how you got into te- teaching, um, maybe the different environments you taught in and what you loved about it. Of course. So um, growing up, I was obsessed with the movie Matilda, which might sound a little bit cliche, but I feel like that movie is what led me to really want to be a teacher. Um, I wanted to be Miss Honey (laughs) and I wanted to make a difference. Um, And I loved working with kids. And so I knew that that was something that um, I was really passionate about and that I wanted to pursue. And so I went to um, OU, the University of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner, (laughs) and um, got a degree in elementary education there. 
but I was like not quite ready to start teaching yet after I graduated and decided I was going to move abroad to Australia for a year. And so I took some time and worked as an au pair over there in Australia, lived there for a year, did tons of traveling and just had tons of really incredible experiences, made a lot of really lasting relationships. And um, about the time that a year came around, I was ready to go home and start teaching. And so I will never forget, I had my very first Skype interview for a teaching position while I was still living in Australia. And I was so nervous and I had no idea what the school was like or where it was. Um, And I was just like so excited to even be interviewing for like a big girl job. (laughs) Um, And the interview was great. And I ended up getting offered the position. And this was for an elementary school in Dallas. And um, I ended up teaching second grade there four years. And it rocked my world that first year. I was not Miss Honey. (laughs) (laughs) I I went in thinking I was going to be Miss Honey. And I got eaten alive by those kiddos. Bless their hearts. I just, I like wasn't prepared and it was uh, a rough school. Those kiddos needed so much love, but sometimes they show it in unloving ways, as you guys know. <laughs> and um, I was stretched and forced to grow in ways that I didn't even know were possible. But I feel like having that experience like made me fall in love with teaching anymore, even more. And I really feel like I was making a difference in these kiddos' lives every day. And that kept me there for four years. Um, I had days when I cried in the bathroom because I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. This is so hard. We evacuated my classroom probably on a weekly basis. It was it was nuts. And I honestly was teaching like social skills and social emotional skills more so than academics. Um, but I loved that. And Eventually, I got to a point where um, life kind of led me down to Austin, and I found this school, which Christina knows, <laughs> Rancho Siena, <laughs> and I was like, this is my dream school, my dream school. It was beautiful. Um, all the staff members seemed to be phenomenal because I definitely did some creeping before I interviewed, and I was just like, this is a place where I'm going to feel like home. And... I also, though, was like, there's no way I will get hired there. There's no way. Like, no way. And um, I, again, had another Skype interview while I was still living in Dallas. And Melanie Bowman, the principal, she called me, like, right after our um, interview and was like, well, which grade do you want? Yeah, I must have you. Imagine (laughs) that conversation. Yeah. And I was, I just remember like being in my classroom in Dallas and just crying and being so overwhelmed and so, so excited. And my heart was just really being pulled towards kindergarten. And, um, you know, I had taught second for four years and I think I was just a little bit ready for a change and ready to love on those sweet babies and be like their very first experience with school. And so I told her I would love to teach kindergarten and, um, yeah, moved down to Austin and started working there and they were the most incredible four years. I taught there for four years until what led me to, you know, where I am now. 
Yeah. So that's, I was going to say people probably heard me use, uh, past tense, um, because Haley made some big moves this year and actually her Instagram posts and like kind of her journey, she's been super honest and transparent this whole time. You didn't tell people what you were going to do till you really, like it was announced to the school and everything like that, but you could Mm -hmm. tell things were shifting and things were moving. Um, and tell us a little bit before we talk about what you're doing, like the next steps, tell us a little bit about what COVID looked like as a teacher and maybe how that has impacted a lot of you guys inside the school system. Yeah, of course. Um, I do feel like uh, the past two years in education have been very difficult, um, emotionally draining, physically draining, and just challenged all educators across the nation in a way that we, um, I don't know that we were really ready for. Um, you know, I went from being in the classroom every day with my kindergartners to what seemingly felt like overnight being expected to teach kindergartners via zoom. And I distinctly remember having this moment, um, when we were able to go back into the buildings, it was like after spring break, but we knew we weren't going back for the rest of the year, but we were able to go back into the building and it was just like, get whatever you think you need to teach from home. And I was like, what do you, I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea how to teach kindergartners through zoom. I have no idea to teach from home, you know? And I just had this moment. I remember in our kindergarten storage closet, and was bawling, having this breakdown of like, I don't even know how to do this. I don't even know who I am without being a teacher and coming to school every day. Major, major panic attack. Um, but teachers were so resilient. Like I could get mm-hmm. emotional talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, I mean, I, I have chill bumps when you're talking because I was, I wrote down over here, you guys had the unknown of COVID in your real life. And then you also were responsible for these little beings and, and gosh, it looked yeah. as a kindergarten teacher too. That's so like hands-on it's like life shattering. Well, yeah, that's what I think. Like that, that not only is it this new way of teaching, but it had like never been done before. And you had to come up with it like on the spot for the next day. It's baffling. Exactly. To me. Exactly. But I feel, I think what like gets me choked up or makes me emotional is that like we as teachers were so incredibly resilient and we just like, you did it, picked up the pieces Mm -hmm. and just did it. And you look back and are probably like, wait, how did I do that? But I did it. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I'm like, I'm so proud of teachers. I mean, all across the country for, for getting through that and, Mm -hmm. and proud of like our kiddos, like their lives were turned upside down too. And mm-hmm. they they figured out how to do work on Seesaw and bless their little kinder hearts, figured out how to try to pay attention for 10 minutes, <laughs> you know, on Zoom. And, you know, um, so it was it was absolutely wild. And then to transition back into the classroom the following year, but with masks was a whole other Mm-hmm. beast um, that we had to take on. And of course, we were concerned about our safety and our students' safety and their families, but also trying to teach kiddos how to read um, with masks on was incredibly mm-hmm. challenging. Um, mm-hmm. And I 
I truly felt like it took us a lot longer to form that social emotional connection with our students um, because of the masks and because they weren't seeing our smiles and we weren't seeing theirs. And there was just like this, this wall, this invisible wall between us um, that really made it really difficult. Um, So the past two years have definitely been incredibly challenging, but I feel very, very proud of the kiddos and the teachers and the parents and mm-hmm. administration, all of us for getting mm-hmm. through it. As you should, as you should, because that is, and you, I feel like you also all had eyes on you all the time because now, especially when you were on Zoom, um, these parents could hear everything. They could see everything where, you know, I have, I've subbed for you personally and like you, mm-hmm. the, you become the the person that they respect and listen to. And it's hard having this person behind them, mm-hmm. even though they might be helpful in a way, like trying to get them to focus. It's like, no, they need to get used to me being like this responsible party. And I I don't know because I'm not a teacher, but I feel like maybe that hovering kind of infiltrated in back into the building with these kiddos mm. of like, now mm-hmm. the parents are used to kind of being right here in their ear that that has continued mm, yeah. being back into the classroom. Mhm mhm and i imagine that that had to have been so hard for parents too like them feeling like you know maybe they did need to be present on zoom because maybe just like we were worried about them judging us and our teaching maybe they were worried about us judging them and how they were supporting their kiddo at home during mm-hmm. this time you know mm-hmm. so i think a lot of grace was really important um, during that time, you know, grace from them and grace from us and just an understanding that we're all just trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move to your amazing Instagram account, which I have vivid <laughs> memories of between the COVID years. So summer of 2020, Haley and I, it was like the first, well, yeah, I think it was the first time we hung out like as friends, like went out uh-huh. to dinner and because she was, this was the first year she wasn't my kid's teacher. And so I was like, Ooh, we finally get to hang out. <laughs> so we go out to dinner and she had started a, an Instagram to inspire t- other teachers and she, quote unquote, this little Instagram that she started just as an outlet on the side. So tell us about that and like how that that has grown in the last year and a half. Yeah. So I I remember feeling summer of 2020 a little restless, um, probably bored because I was home (laughs) and just needing some sort of like creative outlet. And I've always been someone who likes to feel needed and likes to feel like I'm helping others, you know, type two Enneagram. (laughs) And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out on a whim and start a teacher Instagram. I had a friend um, who I knew from college who had one and she kind of inspired me and um, I reached out to her and she was very encouraging and she was like, just go for it. And so I brainstormed with all of my friends and my family, you know, what should I call it? What is catchy? And one of my friends that I um, met through summer camp ages ago, she was like, I think you should do ABCs with Miss B. And I was like, Perfect. That's so cute. Teacher, Instagram, kindergarten, love it. And so I just jumped in and I was also at a point where I wanted to kind of give my classroom a little bit of a makeover. 
uh, when Christina's son Bennett was in my room, I had this like nautical theme, but I was way over it. (laughs) The classroom needed a makeover. And so I was like, this would be like a great outlet for me to kind of share that process of me setting up my classroom and giving it a makeover and decorating and, and all of that. And so, um, I, I just did it. I have this kind of life mantra that I've been living by no risk, no magic. And I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm going to go for it. And it turned into this, this awesome community and this great space of fellow educators. And I've made friends through it that I have never met in real life, but I've known for two years now. <laughs> um, and it's, it was such a helpful resource, um, when dealing with COVID and, getting to talk to teachers all around the country and hear about their experiences and just have someone to connect to who's going through the similar experience. Um, so it's been awesome. Yeah. And her Instagram has gone, it's up to almost 40,000 followers. And what I have found watching Haley is she does a phenomenal job of hitting pain points that her people are having. And I really feel like, I mean, Haley, people are just drawn to you. So I can see why people want to follow you. But also, like you bring up real life pain points. You know your people really well. Your people are teachers. Your people are brides because we'll go on to that in a second. And now um, that you're transitioning out of teaching, your people love home decor. And, And those three things you hit on all of the time of like, Hey, you're having this problem with this. Let me help. You know? And like, Mm -hmm. I think that that is, it's just so shareable and relatable, um, which is helping you grow because, you know, Instagram can turn into that side business of a little bit of extra income, um, hitting like, okay, you need some cute, comfy teacher outfits here. I've got these. And then you're like, Hey, brides here, this will help. And, and so I, Mm -hmm. I see you seeing these niches and really hitting things that they need, which in the end helps you as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I honestly like feel (laughs) very like, I guess, silly or nervous or uncomfortable talking about like what it's grown into because I'm just, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I'm like, not me. Like what, what, what the, I don't, why do people even follow me? Why are they here? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, exactly. But, Cause you're helping them in these pain points. <laughs> <laughs> but right. And, and that brings me so much joy. Like I love feeling, um, like just, um, a source of, um, advice for people, you know, especially all the new teachers. Um, I feel like, I've been able to be a good confidant for them and kind of help them navigate their first few years of teaching. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. It's so fun sharing like teacher fashion. Um, and now as I've been planning my own wedding, talking to fellow brides and sharing, you know, wedding planning advice. Um, and now that we've, you know, moved and bought our first home, sharing home decor. And so it's just, it's really fun. So let's talk about that. So you're, it's, it's a mid, let's say mid year and you're starting to kind of feel this pull that maybe this might be your last year. Um, mm-hmm. tell us like kind of how it, it turned into what it has. Cause you have a new job. Um, mm-hmm. how did that all like kind of infiltrate? And then I would love for you to speak to, um, how, how you knew that burnout you needed mm-hmm. to end because of burnout. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, so halfway, I would say like halfway through this school year, I started to 
feel especially burned out. Um, and I was starting to realize that the things that used to bring me a lot of joy and help me, you know, get through a, a hard day weren't doing that anymore. Um, and that was like a really scary thing to kind of realize that, um, you know, my fiance would always say, you know, little things like the sweet notes or the sweet parent emails or the special surprise coffee were like my drug to keep me going, (laughs) you know? And, um, when I realized that those things weren't bringing me joy anymore, I realized that it was probably time for me to step away. And I felt like that would be, best for me. That would be best for the kiddos. You know, I even had a point where I felt like it would be best for my teammates and all of these things. And, you know, sometimes I can be guilty of having some like self-deprecating thoughts. So if you asked my teammates, they would say, oh my gosh, no, you know, of course she was wonderful. We wanted her there. And I'm sure my students and my parents would all say the same thing, but I just got in this place where I was like, I, I don't need to be here anymore. I need to step away. Um, Cause I just, I was really unhappy and having a really hard time. And so, which is a really hard realization to come to when you are doing something that you've always been incredibly passionate about, you know, and it's just, it was, it was weird. So yeah. So I decided, um, you know, I needed to pursue something else and, um, kind of get, passionate about something new again. And, um, my mantra that I kind of referred to earlier, no risk, no magic. I decided to live that to the fullest. (laughs) And, um, in January when I was at an open house with, uh, my sister at a wedding venue, because she's also engaged in planning her wedding, I kind of had this idea that I would be interested in wedding planning. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk up to one of these girls here at this open house and introduce myself and shoot my shot and let's see what happens. Yeah. Worst case scenario, they say no. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, we were sitting there listening to the live band and they have like free complimentary cocktails. And (laughs) I took one last sip of my cocktail and I got up and I was like, all right, I'm going to go introduce myself. And I did. And it's kind of um, turned into where I am now. And kind of the decision kind of reiterated to me that I was making the right decision to step away from teaching and to try something, try something different. Yeah. I, okay. What I love about your story, Haley, is I think so many people can relate to that just because like you grow and evolve and your passions change doesn't like mean that what you did before was bad or or wasn't what you were supposed to do at that time. I think it really speaks to like how life moves and grows and like Mm -hmm. then there's somebody else that's going to be really passionate about teaching those kindergartners Mm -hmm. and now you're really passionate about, you know, weddings and this. And I just, I think that's really cool because it gives people permission to leave when they are burnt out or they have given what they were meant to give to that thing and then they go yes. to the next thing. And I, cause I think so many people hold on to something just cause they think that's what they're supposed to do. And they're like, fire mm-hmm. has burnt out for it. And that doesn't mean that it's bad or like 
what you did give right. to it wasn't good. And I think it's really healthy to then just follow what's the next magical thing. So I like Yeah. That. Well, you know, it's interesting because I've connected with a lot of teachers through ABCs with Miss B who feel trapped, you know, and feel they they feel like they need to pursue something different, but either don't know how or um, don't know what, because um, there's a lot of guilt with leaving the profession. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like you're giving up on the kids. And mm-hmm. at some point, you just have to make the decision that, you know, like your happiness and your emotional health and physical health and everything is a priority and mm-hmm. um, make that you know, decision to do what's best for you. And I am so excited, you know, in the same breath about all the teachers who are coming into the profession these um, next few years who are incredibly excited and incredibly passionate Mm -hmm. and ready to, you know, make a difference in these kiddos' lives because I think that's what we need. Like, Mm -hmm. I truly feel like there's probably been a mass exodus of teachers after this school year, especially if they've been in the classroom for the past two to three years. And it's almost like we need like a new fresh mm-hmm. <laughs> set of teachers to come in who who maybe haven't had to deal with the things that we've had to deal with the past couple of years and um are have that fire in them and mm-hmm. you know are ready to hit the ground running. Yeah, I have two thoughts on that. One is it's weird as a parent. I'm friends with a lot of teachers and obviously have, um, I'm up at the school sometimes where I can kind of see from the inside. But I I walk this line of like, yes, teachers, leave and do your passion. You're not treated right as a teacher. There's a lot of things that the states need to change um, to love on these teachers and really give them what they're, how how could I say this? Without teachers, our society will have a downfall. I mean, a hundred percent, there's, there's no doubt about it. If, if we don't have enough teachers to teach, then public education fails and only people who are wealthy will have schooling. So like that gap is like, my husband and I talk about that all the time of like, we have to, like, the state needs to care, every state needs to care about these teachers and figure this problem out. Otherwise, yep. there's going to be a huge fallout of public education. And mm-hmm. um, that's just going to be awful, like flat out awful. Mm-hmm. So I, I walk this line of, like, absolutely teachers need to, one, be be treated better and figure out ways to uh, I mean, I could get on like a political soapbox right now, but like need to be paid <laughs> I hear enough, <laughs> need to be paid enough to live in the town that they teach in. Like yes. that that is one. Um, but on mm-hmm. the other hand, too, like we need to not be working after hours. How can we figure this out to take mm-hmm. this pressure off the standardized test? Whatever it is, like all of mm-hmm. that needs to be catered to because I am a firm believer that burnout is real and you need to leave. You're not going to be your best self in a position that you're being treated like that. But at the same time, having kids in the public education system, I'm like, oh, please, teachers, like, please don't go. go." But what I, the second thought I was having was when you were talking of this new wave of teachers, um, because I see people on your stories be like, oh, I'm about to start. And this makes me so nervous, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But we need this new wave of teachers, like a breath of fresh air, like you're saying, and Gen Z, the Gen Z teachers coming in, like they are 
um, I can swear on this podcast, Jenny will edit it out. She loves to do a week, but like, they're like, they're like, give like, they, they, they will set boundaries. They will stop at 4 PM. Like, you know, so I think that might be what we need because the generations before you, Haley, the teachers were saying like, no, you have to stay after to, Mm -hmm. to meet what all the things that you need to do and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I do think that this new wave, I also think that they'll show up on, uh, 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 what is it called when you pick it? Like they'll show up oh. at the Capitol building with signs oh. saying pay us <laughs> <Yeah>. more. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. There will be teacher standoffs. I know it. <laughs> yes. I do. I do agree with you, Christina. I feel like there is a shift um, in the teacher world with setting boundaries. There, there didn't used to be at all. It was um, glamorized to be working on the weekends, working at home, up in your classroom on a Saturday, um, because you were doing it for the kids, you know. And it's like, who can argue with that, right? But now I feel like there is definitely a shift happening in the culture of teaching where boundaries are priority and teachers are setting them from the get-go and not wavering in them. And and you're right. I think maybe that will help create some change with the burnout and hopefully help set up this new wave of teachers for success so that they can be there longer than two, three years. You know, Mm -hmm. I think um, I heard a statistic that um, most teachers resign or do something different um, around five years after being in the profession wow. for only five years. And that's so sad. And I'm sure it was probably even less after COVID and COVID. everything. Yeah. So hopefully with um, this new culture of setting boundaries and sticking to them, teachers can be in the profession for 10, 15, 20 years because they're mm-hmm. not burning themselves out the first year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love what you've created, Haley, and that it is a space that those teachers that are going to be the fresh of breath air can still go to and get inspiration and um, see all of the fun aspects of teaching that you give. But also it does, they do need an outlet of, hey, Mm -hmm. someone needs to understand me. That's why Jenny and I started this podcast for small business owners specifically um, is it can get really lonely and be like, I'm just such a failure. This sucks. Like this isn't Mm -hmm. going well. And so you provide that place for teachers to be able to say like, please tell me I'm not alone in this because it's just easier to do life with somebody that understands where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Before we go, I have some questions for you. Jen, do (laughs) you have any questions before I go? No. Well, okay. So you, so, okay. So you're helping, tell me about the home decor piece. Cause I'm definitely interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my fiance and I just bought our first home and we have had a lot of fun with decorating it. And okay. I, um, have kind of shared a little bit of that through ABCs with Miss B, you know, furniture finds and, um, kind of home decor staging and things like that. And so, um, I share a lot of that links and things that are like budget friendly and, um, things that I know teacher pockets can afford. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. Jenny sells candles that would look fabulous in your home decor. <laughs> Jenny, you should send her some. 
Yes. Okay. Oh my god. Absolutely. Send them. Uh, yeah, and you style them, and then I'll share that. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Literally, my fiance and I like we, he makes fun of me all the time because I'm addicted to candles. Like we will go to Home Goods or TJ Maxx and leave with like twenty candles. <laughs> <laughs> candles are so, wonderful. Hey, yes. if you had to choose between like a coffee ish scent, like a bakery scent, versus a mm-hmm. like citrus, like fresh smelling scent, where like where do you fall? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I feel like I like more citrusy, especially um, during the summer and in the spring. But like, mm-hmm. I am a sucker for anything that smells like fall or Christmas during that time. So I would say it okay. depends on the season. So you should probably just send both. Okay, <laughs> yeah. send her send her a box of all of the above. They all smell yes. delicious. Okay, so before we go, you you um you have all of these different people that you talk to. So I want to make sure I hit them. So when you think about school and mm-hmm. being a teacher, what is like your must have go-to item as a teacher? Oh my gosh. A work wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's so smart. <laughs> I love that. You will not survive unless you have a work wife. <laughs> so see, it's even free. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> Um, but all jokes aside, oh my gosh, I do actually have like a top 10 teacher must haves on my Amazon storefront. Okay, um, there you go. yeah, but one of those like 10 drawer rolly carts, oh my gosh, chef's kiss. I think any teacher could benefit from using one of those. <laughs> okay. So now we'll move on to like an Instagram creator or for our instance, like a small business that has to sell on Instagram. What's like your mm-hmm. must have item? for creating stories or flat lays or whatever you need to do? What's the must have item? Yes. Um, I actually have a ring light that is like super tall. It's great for reels, um, or stories, especially if you're on your own and trying to do it on your own. Um, I'm sure a lot of small business owners would really benefit from having one of those. And then honestly, a membership to Canva is Mm, awesome. And I know Canva, (laughs) Yes, Canva is free for educators. So if there's any teachers out there who are running small businesses, you guys can get Canva for free. And um, it's great for creating like beautiful graphics that you could share on stories or in feed posts or whatnot to kind of sell your product. Okay, so um, this one might make you a little teary. But if you if there are teachers listening, past, present, maybe future teachers, what's one thing that you would like think of Haley your first year? What's something mm-hmm. you would go back and tell her? Oh man. <laughs> um I would I would tell her, give yourself grace. It doesn't all have to be perfect. The anchor chart doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> Your kids don't care. <laughs> Stop staying at school until nine o'clock at night. <laughs> um, yeah, you were right. That would make me teary. Aww. Yeah. And, well, this one, and, this one. Oh, keep going. Yeah. And I was going to say, and take care of you. Love on those kids, but take care of you first and foremost. That's good. That's now so this good. one will get you, I think, super excited because it's your your <laughs> new stage of life. Um, yes. But as an entrepreneur and as someone that's now has a business on Instagram and is wedding planning and doing all of the things, you, obviously, no risk, no magic is like big for you. That I read that when we were talking about uh, shutting down our storefront, and it just really spoke to me of like 
it's time to like invest in just you, Chris, like your, your business, Christina. So I do love no risk, no magic. Um, magic is like Jenny's like word of yeah. So I love it. it. But we obviously know that one, but if you're talking to another entrepreneur who might be afraid and like sitting in this place of fear, what would you tell them? Mm. This is a good question because I feel like I've been feeling this a lot lately. Um, so what I feel like I've been telling myself is there was, there's no one else like you, right? There's no one else like you. There's no one else who has a product like you're trying to sell or no one has a voice like yours to stop comparing, you know, you are you, you are uniquely beautiful and you have a gift to share with everyone and don't doubt yourself, trust yourself, stay true to yourself um, and keep living by no risk, no magic. You know, you got to take risk. If something's scary and hard, that means you're doing the right thing and you're going down the right path. Yeah, it'll be That's worth good. it. That's good. Yes. The risk mm-hmm. is worth it. Well, yeah. we appreciate you coming on, Haley. This was such a great conversation. I'm super excited to share it with everybody who listens to us, but um, especially the teachers that that are going into another school year this year. So we appreciate you and we hope everybody goes to follow Haley. She's amazing and a really great follow. Well, thank you so much. This has been so fun. And if you guys ever want me back, I'll gladly come. <laughs> Yay. Thanks. I, yes. We, we will for sure want to talk to you again. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Bye, Haley. Bye. Bye. Yay. I love teachers, Jenny. I know. They're the best. And I like what she said about that there's a new group coming in. So that that's mm-hmm. just a good thing to live by for anything you mourn or sad about. Like, I feel like life always finds Recycles. a way. Yeah. <laughs> reuse what is it reduce reuse reuse, recycle I remember so when Haley started at our school that was our first year at this elementary and you know how you hear like all the kind of uh gossip beforehand of like you want this teacher Mm -hmm. you don't want this teacher blah blah well so I had heard these three teachers that were like solid that I really wanted for kinder but I'm one of those parents too that like I do believe that every teacher, good or bad, will help my mm-hmm. student turn into who they need to mm-hmm. be because that was my case. But anyway, so I, I, they post the teachers and the students on the door before you walk in to meet the teacher. So like that's when you yeah. find out. And so I see Haley Bradshaw and Bennett's in Haley Bradshaw's class. Well, she wasn't one of the names given to me because she was new. So I was like, oh, no, it's not one of the teachers that somebody that people had said because she was new, which I didn't know mm-hmm. at that right, point. I didn't right. know she was new. So we walk in. But, you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> like, give her a chance. So we walk in to the hallway. We walk into her room. And, I mean, I can just remember the moment, too, because as inviting as she is on Instagram, like, imagine in person, like, just the way right. she makes you feel. So we walk in with our kindergartner. And it's just like this, like weight fell from my shoulders of like, he's going to be okay. Like there, you know, there's just no doubt in my mind. And she was, I mean, she dressed as an elf for Christmas. I love that. All the things (laughs) I know, all the things you could dream about a kindergarten teacher. So it was very sad for me, um, as a former parent of hers to what you could really see this past year, just like, the weight she was feeling mm-hmm. of and what she talked about, like the pull of like, she loved those kids, but at the same time just felt so disconnected from teaching. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel it was, it was really, it's really sad to watch someone, you know, has a passion for something fall out of love with Mm -hmm. it. Um, but at the same time, everyone needs a new light ignited, whether it be a, a new light for the same thing or a new light for something different. And so it had, as sad as that was to watch, it is really fun watching her just thrive in this new element of life. And I think like I said, I learned for my story from hers of like making major decisions. Um, but I feel like, and I hate bringing it back to me at this point, but we're talking about what she taught us of like, it's really sad that my store is closing, my brick and mortar. But at the same time, I feel this light ignited that of ways I can now pour into it in different ways mm-hmm. into beautiful chaos. And that is reigniting something about me. Like I know that a brick and mortar is a lot of people's dreams and I'm so excited for them. But over time, I found that that just wasn't that that wasn't the joy piece for mm-hmm. me. And so um, I, I've loved watching Haley because she's gone before me in those decisions. And so while it's scary to stop something or to feel like, man, I really. I'm really unhappy with how it ended or how whatever, it's really good to know, like, you can reignite lights in different ways. Yes, agreed. And we can't all be doing the same thing all the time or life would be boring. Life would be boring. (laughs) But anyways, I'm glad she came on and hopefully teachers that listen can, um, I don't know, like however they want to feel about (laughs) it. If they, if it pulls them to keep hustling on the side, if it pulls them to um, taking risks in other ways, who knows? But just like her, I said it in the podcast um, earlier with her, but um, she exists to help teachers not feel alone. And I'm really glad that we have the space, too, for the other side of like in small business, not feeling alone and doing it together because that's what we're here for. So we're glad you're here and we hope you come back and listen to our next episode. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.